At The Root with Greg Kuyper. Greg is a psychotherapist and holistic life coach. He is the man, the myth, the legend behind Kuyper Counseling. Through his <laughs> professional practice and personal experience, Greg knows that without connection to ourselves, connection with others is near impossible because emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. If you have a question or a comment, please feel free to call in. The number is 425-373-5527. Or feel free to go to KuiperCounseling.com where you can connect with Greg and learn more about him. Hello to Greg. Hello. Good to be back. It is good to have you back. My life is a shambles. (laughs) (laughs) In two weeks? Well, there's been a lot of pauses. I've <laughs> been doing a lot of breathing and a lot of pausing. Oh, good. And, yeah. And uh, it was like I had to put everything on pause. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I needed some follow-up. Good. We're, we're here for it. Perfect. Um, so, sort of leaning into that, you had given us a homework assignment sure. of... Um, pausing throughout the day, ideally at the beginning and end of the day. And then uh, if we get really good at it, then maybe at some point during the day. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not sure how it went for other people. I know how it went for me. Would you want to share that right now or not? (laughs) Shall we? We only have 30 minutes. I know. Exactly. So it went as expected. I had good days and I had bad days. Uh So, yeah. 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 So Where you remember, right? If everybody remembers, the homework was pausing and doing a couple of four, seven, eight breaths to center and ground and then turning our attention to the sensations in our body and our emotions. And, you know, I did mention first thing in the morning and last thing before bed and hopefully another time during midday or whatever. The idea, of course, is being that those might be more likely times for you to remember to do this. So there is no special time of the day to do it. But as we get started doing this, we want to be able to remember. Yes. Whether you need notifications on your phone or whatever you need, a sticky note on your forehead or the mirror or whatever. But My trick worked. What was that? Doing it when I go to the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. I'm not laughing. There you I go. I mean, you can associate it then with an action, right? So you it's can. like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm pausing. So I'm while I'm pause. here. Right. <laughs> I can well, while tell I'm you how here, I feel. let me check in. That's a good idea. <laughs> no, you. no. Well, ideally, this is something that would be great for all of us to do multiple times a day, right? Which, which will then become more of an all the time awareness. We could just tap into this space at any moment, or, or the, this awareness is there all the time just kind of sitting in that space of your attention right behind what you're focused on in the moment, just right there with it. So we can turn our focus of attention briefly to ourselves to check in and then right back to what we are doing. They're coexisting in the moment, shifting back and forth between them is effortless. That's the idea in the long run. So, so I've gotten some feedback, right, from people besides you okay. who are doing this. And a few have indicated that... When they do the check-in about what they are feeling, a lot of the time what they get is nothing. I mean, I mean, people tell me this. They aren't feeling anything. And then they go, is that good? Is that bad? Am I doing this right? What's going on? So, so I get it, right? But there's a lot of us out there who have spent our lives not being in touch with emotions for any one of the reasons we've mentioned in the past shows here. But 
or, or the only emotions they know are happy, sad, and angry. And if they're not, their perception of what those are like, I mean, if, if that isn't it, then they're not feeling anything. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. That was me. Okay. Well, this is, of course, impossible. If you're not feeling anything, you're dead. Otherwise, <laughs> you're feeling something. Yeah. I yes. mean, it, it's so this reiterates the need for all of us to have an expanded emotional vocabulary. We've talked about that. We're going to talk about that some more going forward. But, but right now, this feedback got me to thinking that maybe I need further clarification in this exercise instructions. And that, I think that's what it is, which will help the understanding what we're doing as well as define it a little more specifically. Instead of a turning our attention to the sensations in our body and our emotions, what we are feeling, we will turn our attention to what we are experiencing in the moment. So what do I mean by experience here, right? In this instance, I'm defining experience as whatever is going on in our minds in this moment. Right now, this second, what's going on in your mind? That's the experience. This includes emotions and thoughts, right? Among other things, like values, beliefs, memories. But let's focus on the emotions and thoughts right now. In addition to thoughts and emotions, some experiences in our mind are thoughts that lead to emotions. For instance, the word content. Is content an emotion? I'm going to go with uh, no, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. Well, I'm going to go with no, too. You know, I, I would say it is a thought that informs an emotion. And at the same time, it's an emotion that informs a thought. So they, they're, they're kind of tied together, right? Well, if I'm feeling content, I'm peaceful. Okay. Well, that's so here. Oh, what? It's the same. This is the same thing for words like peaceful. Yep. Oh. Lonely, grateful, sympathetic, rejected, and overwhelmed, right? Overwhelmed is not a specific emotion. It is a combination of thoughts and emotions, right? That make you panicky and anxious. Right. There's the emotions. Ah. So these are experiences we register in our mind, exper expressions of thought and emotion, and we do feel them. That is what we want to be able to turn our attention to, our awareness, right, during our daily lives. We are basically just checking in with what is going on in our mind and body. What's happening? What's up? What's up? That's it. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> I know. I'm probably dating myself there. <laughs> in fact, I'm sure I am. I tell my clients that, that tell me when they checked in, they didn't feel anything, that you're not dead. So take a couple more breaths and put a word or two to what is happening in your mind and body. What is your experience at that moment? So, so why in the world is this so important? Author and neuroscientist Dan Siegel says it perfectly. I quote, our ability to represent an emotional reaction or experience to ourselves, to give it a name and a meaning, 
helps to lift us out of the immediacy of an experience so that we can respond to it effectively. Okay, can I translate this? Go for it. For the people? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't actually know what I'm talking about, but I'm just going to take a guess. <laughs> yeah, go so, basically, what Dan is suggesting is that by identifying these feelings and mm-hmm. and uh, reactions and experiences, sure. it means that we can not have a knee-jerk reaction and we can pause and respond accordingly. Right. Is that right? Yeah. He calls yeah. that response flexibility. So, And that's that little space that we want to have between the automatic autopilot reaction we get, behavior, and what we do with it, right? Mm-hmm. Do we react or is there a space in there that allows us to respond in a more thought-out manner? Right. Right. So Dan defines the, the mind as a relational and embodied process. And I'm not going to go into all that, but, but, but it regulates the flow of energy and information, okay? That's what the mind does. So knowing that our minds regulate the flow of energy and information enables us to feel the reality of these two forms of mental experience, right? And then to act on them rather than get lost in them, right? Get lost in them. That's like the movies in our heads, right? Reminds me of the quote that you shared a few episodes back where you talked about uh, the chaos of little kids. Oh, right. Yeah. Wish I could remember it I, in I, words, but I can't. Yeah, I know it. I can tell you. When little people are overwhelmed with big emotions, oh, it is yeah. our job to share our calm, not join their chaos. Right. And that takes that response flexibility, right? It mm-hmm. does. So, so hang with me here. As I, as I work through some of Dr. Siegel's stuff here, as, as soon as we bring these emotions and experiences into our awareness, right, and we give them a name and a meaning, they get, at that moment, they get examined by the prefrontal cortex. And an appraisal happens. And this is exactly where we want these reactions and these experiences to go, because this is where our executive functioning happens, right? Like, predicting the consequences of our actions or anticipating events in our environment, impulse control, there's a big one, and managing emotional reactions, planning for the future, coordinating and adjusting complex behaviors. If I do this, that will happen. That's where all these things happen is in the prefrontal cortex. Can I ask a question? Yes. So if that is where executive functioning happens... And people with ADHD very often struggle with an executive function. Would that mean that people with ADHD more often than not are not able to process emotion and are maybe more disconnected? Uh, maybe more disconnected, I will say that, yes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's part of what ADHD is, right? Yeah, okay. That, uh, focus. <laughs> That was maybe a personal question? Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so the more we can remain in a state of awareness of what is going on in our minds and bodies, 
the more we direct these experiences to our prefrontal cortex, where they get handled in a balanced manner, allowing for integrated brain functions and emotional regulation, very important, rather than after the fact, recovery and repair and regret and all of that. If we miss the awareness in the moment, we can find ourselves in those seemingly endless movies, I call them, in our mind, right? Fantasizing worst-case scenarios, going to the negative, simply getting lost in the emotional reactions of our autopilot. So as these scripts play out in our minds, so does the increasing level of anxiety, suffering, fear, stress, all forms of negative reactions, thoughts and emotions, right? Our blood pressure goes up. At this time, right, when we go down this path, executive function is just flipped off, just like a switch, circuit breaker, whatever you want to call it, just turned off. So there are cognitive issues happening at the same time, right? Mistakes, lack of judgment and focus of attention, miscommunication. And productivity certainly isn't happening. We've got our executive functioning off. We are in the movie. So high winds took out the electricity, turning off um, executive function, meaning high winds like we're full of wind. Okay. All right. I'll kind of go with that for a little bit. Cool. cool, cool. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If these experiences we have in our mind at any moment are so important to our impulse control and emotional regulation. It leads us to realize that the quality of these experiences is a key factor. The quality of the experiences is a key factor. So I love this part. The human brain is incredibly complex, unbelievable. There's 100 billion interconnected neurons in your brain in everybody's brain. Each one of these hundred billion neurons are connected to 10,000 other neurons through synapses. They're linked together. So this means there are hundreds of trillions of connections of these neurons. So the potential for various states of activation going on all these connections is 10 to the millionth power. That means 10 times 10, 1 million times. So this number is thought to be larger than the number of atoms in the known universe. Wow. Wow. This is all happening in your head at this very moment. Everyone. This gives us virtually infinite choices for how our mind will use those firing patterns to create itself and the brain. So we've got all these myriad trillions of connections going on. That's a lot of choices, right, for how our mind to use the patterns that these connections build together. Wow, it's truly a choose-your-own-adventure. It, yeah, this is on inside our head. Everybody's hit. So as these neurons fire together, they wire together. That's kind of a phrase we've many of us have heard. But 
So they're, they're forming neural pathways. They're firing together all connections 10,000 times a second, hundreds of millions of these, right? And under the right conditions, this firing can lead to the strengthening of the connections. Let me tell you what some of these conditions are, right? Under the right conditions, this firing can lead to the strengthening of the connections. And here's some of those conditions. Repetition, emotional arousal, social connection, novelty seeking, and careful focus of attention. So we're talking about here's practice, right? Repetition, practice, practice, practice. Emotional arousal, feeling our emotions with ourselves and others, social connection. Novelty seeking, trying out new things. And paying attention, careful focus. Also, believe it or not, aerobic exercise is one that's in here. Darn it. Yeah, I know. Everybody says that. We can strengthen our neural connections with aerobic exercise. Well, that makes sense. I mean, if you go to a good workout, you feel really good afterwards. That's what's going on, right? right. Your brain's, Absolutely. yeah. So strengthening these linkages between neurons is how we learn. Our experiences stimulate the firing and sculpt the emerging connections. This is how experience changes the structure of the brain itself. As we grow, there's an intricate weaving together of the genetic chance and experiential input into the brain. And it shapes what we call our personality with all its habits, likes, dislikes, and patterns of response, reactions. So when we focus our attention in specific ways, we create neural firing patterns in our brain that permit previously separated areas of the brain to become linked and integrated. And these linkages are strengthened. The brain becomes more interconnected and the mind becomes more adaptive. By harnessing the power of awareness to strategically stimulate the brain, we are able to voluntarily change a firing pattern that was laid down involuntarily. Say that again. By harnessing the power of awareness to strategically stimulate the brain. We are able to voluntarily change firing pattern that was laid down involuntarily. So, Can I dumb it down? Yeah. I got a dumb down one here, but yeah, oh, well, go for it. No, you go first, and then I'll see if it's dumb enough. <laughs> okay, so here it is. <laughs> Bottom line, folks, through using awareness, we can change the crap we've got going on in our lives that we don't like or want, and we can strengthen the good stuff we got going on. Bottom line, that's it. That's pretty dumb. That's pretty <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, like but trying that's to... it. I mean, we do you want to change this stuff in our life? We can use awareness and do it. So that is why we want to pay attention to what we've got going on in our minds and bodies. That's why we're starting with this exercise to start learning how to do that. It takes some time. Giving ourselves what we want and deserve by keeping that in our awareness. 
remember, right? Whatever experience is in our mind is being directed to strengthening connections. We don't want those connections to be strengthened with negative thoughts and emotions, you know, that, that are released from the baggage of our past. Right. We practice and practice being aware of what we got going on and is this what I want? Is this where I want my future to be, my, my existence right now in this moment to be? Now, in the context of relationships, if you and your partner are practicing this together, becoming more adept at it, it's pretty much a given that over time the relationship will improve and flourish if that's what you want. So it's making me think of, okay, now stick with me here. Okay. (laughs) So I'm thinking about when I used to play dodgeball in middle school. (laughs) Okay. And the balls are coming at you, right? Right. And you're sort of like, do I duck? Do I catch? Like, what do I do? Uh So all these things are firing at you, and you sort of have to decide in a split second how you're going to react to it. Right. So I think about interactions with people and myself and so something is coming at me my Mm -hmm. emotion or my response or whatever it is and that I need to think quickly like I did in dodgeball (laughs) (laughs) if I should duck if I should catch the ball you know what I should do and use that ideally executive functioning to then make that decision and process it accordingly. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with this. I mean, you could stand there and get hit, right? Right, and that's what I've done and in then the past. You, and then you could cry, and then you could, you know, and you could go down the movie. In so you were head, there for my your, middle school gym. <laughs> you could go down that movie of Everybody Hates Me. They always throw the ball at me. They always hurt me, blah, blah, blah. Or you could go into the executive functioning piece and go, okay, so... If I move this way or whatever. I mean, this is a very basic example. but Yeah, but I'm trying to make it fairly basic because I think it's a good way to to illustrate that I totally did go in that everybody makes me last. Everybody hates me. They want to get me out first because, like, I'm not coping with this. However, that was part of past baggage of feeling like a weak link. That's the autopilot. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, it is a very simplified version, but I think of, you know, when you're talking about these 10 times 10 times right. 10 million um, connections that we're making, that's all happening so quickly. So it just makes me yeah. think of dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it does happen quickly. And we just want to remember that whatever we're, we've got going on in our brain at any moment, we want that experience to be something that's strengthening these connections in our brain, speeding them up in a positive manner, right? And, 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 and those things that we talked about, you know, we'll talk about them more in the future probably, but uh, we don't have a lot of time. But, but, you know, the emotional arousal and social connection. Repetition, right? Of course, repetition. Practice makes perfect. The more, the more you practice this stuff, the better you're going to get. Right. Novelty seeking. I mean, that's just huge for the brain. Um, trying out new things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, when we're wiring together these neural pathways, we want them to be neutral. 
What do you mean? Well, we don't want them to be uh, connections, as you say, from past baggage. Right. Right. So I would imagine that as we're wiring things together, we're not basing these healthy pathways on past baggage and we're right. not going to um, be like, everything's great. And then you get whomped by a dodgeball. <laughs> right. So wouldn't you want these neural pathways to be that you're like wiring together fairly neutral so that you have the time? Neutral. So I, I guess neutral in the sense of positive versus negative. Neutral? Yeah, because I'm using like the. Yeah, the I'm thinking thing. we want them to be positive, right? Okay. okay well, right. We got this judgment thing going here: positive, negative, good, bad, whatever. But right. But 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 this ties into a level of consciousness that we all have too. We want to be at a higher level of consciousness with things like joy and happiness and and compassion rather than hate and envy and all of that. Right, which I love that you pointed out that it's so easy to identify feelings of anxiety, anger, and all of that. Right. So there's there's another very important reason that we maintain a more uh, aware presence, right? That's what we're looking at here is why do we do this? And that's for our physical health. Our brain regulates the endocrine system, hormones, basically. If you are immunocompromised or you have an autoimmune condition, it is very important for you to stay aware of elevated anxiety or stress. This is especially helpful for autoimmune conditions of our gut, you know, the IBS, colitis, Crohn's, for instance. Elevated stress hormones like cortisol or adrenaline over extended periods of time may have led to or at least contributed to those conditions, your condition. So management of your parasympathetic nervous system can only be done through awareness, right, and allowing the feelings to find the appraisal and regulation up in the prefrontal cortex. we got to get it there so that we can tone it down, change it, whatever we want to do. So if you are so afflicted, please adopt a strategy of mindful awareness in your life. It will greatly help with managing your condition, greatly. Having a strategy of awareness is a key component in, in trauma recovery also, right? I'm not going to get into that right now. We're just about out of time, but we're going to talk about other ways of using mindful awareness in our daily lives in upcoming weeks here. But uh, what we want to do is continue this practice, right? Four, seven, eight, breathing just to get yourself centered and grounded and then turn to what are you experiencing in your mind at that very moment and just name it and, and, and try to find a meaning for it, get it to the prefrontal cortex, and then go on. See how many times a day you can do that. Just check in. Oof. Okay. I know. I can do this. We can all do this. <laughs> All right. So, uh, again, if you want to connect with Greg, you can go to KuiperCounseling.com, learn more about Greg, what he has to offer in terms of counseling, uh, speaking engagements, webinars, classes, etc. Greg? Everyone, just stay aware out there. See you next week. 